G'day Trendsetters, welcome to episode 497 of the Transmove Podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website trainsmooth.com or you can just send me through an email, tim at trainsmooth.com. Whatever's easier. Now, I, not a lot's been going on in my own little world. I know in the last podcast I talked about my nasty looking, the skin around my Achilles with all the um, ice blisters. So, on a similar subject, I've had a few people actually ask me, you know, how's my training going, how's my rehab going, what am I doing for rehab, all that good stuff. So, um, not to talk about myself, you know I don't like talking about myself, but just this once, I will. Um, So, training's going really well, Um, bike is going well, my swim's going well, Um, my running, coming back from injury is going well. Um, i rehab's going well everything basically everything in the week's based around my rehab and everything gets penciled around that it's generally how it's been working at the moment um i run three days a week two one hour runs one two hour run that's kind of how the it's penciled in at the moment um it's all all run is, is everything's been getting done at you know, using a stride power meter, everything's run to power at the moment. As a, as of last week, one of the runs. Now, all my runs is very low paced. And to give you an example, if you were to look at the data from from um, any of the runs, they're generally about five to eight beats under math. But that would be my heart rate. So it's pretty low intensity. I'm doing, um, and I'm and in the weekdays I'm walking thirty seconds every five minutes of running thereabouts, and um, and on the long run, I'm now um, running just not I run nine minutes, walk one minute. That's how how it is, um, and I don't run up. Um, I'm very careful with the intensity. I've, I spend majority of the runs um, constantly looking at my power meeting. Slow it up, slow it up, slow it up. And uh, I don't run uphills greater than 6, 6%. I walk those. So I, go, I generally do a little bit of planning on my route. I think, I don't know if I run around here or, and then I come around there, that should be, you know, nine minutes and I'll be able to walk that hill and I'll come around here and... So that's kind of half the half the funds um, spent trying to come up with a map that that I can go out and run. Um, <laughs> so everything, every oh, that's been going well. So as of this week, one of the runs I've increased the intensity slightly to math. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, it's been going well at the moment, but and. Just to show you where the intensity on power out, I'm I'm running roughly around 45 watts under my Ironman power. I'm not confident enough to yet to be able to even do strides at my Ironman power. Um, so the intensity is very low. Um, so the goal over the next couple of weeks is to try and get all my running at math pace, at math heart rate, and then I'll start a 12-week training block um or three four week training blocks running at math so that that that's that's the goal and then hopefully by the end of that i'll be in a position where i can start progressing from there so it's very slow going this has all started from you know march or so this year and i'm just it's just been very slow but everything i've been doing um 
rehab. You know, when I, when it first happened, I was at the physios two to three times a week, depending on my work and schedule stuff. At least two days a week, trying to get in there for a third day of the week. Now I'm going into the physio once a fortnight. Um, and it's more just him giving me advice and him just feeling around and that that sort of stuff. It was a, a full buy-in, and I, I went in there and my exact words to him, yeah, I, you know, I said, "You tell me what to do, when to do it, and how to do it, and I'll make sure I do it. I'll set my alarm, and you know, there won't be, you know." And you think I think anyway to myself, being a physio would have to be one of the greatest jobs in the world. I'd love to be a physio a physiotherapist it'd be awesome until you start really thinking about that just the majority of people you'd have to say 90 95 percent of them you give them these exercises to do and you know they're not going to do it that would just irritate the crap out of me but um but 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 my exact words were okay you t- you tell me you know if you want me to take a crap in the middle of seaport 20 minutes later they're going to be washing it down with disinfectant and you know for, for the people that go what's seaport that's our um our what's it called broad boardwalks in Launceston so it goes along the river but um and, I, and I've been apart from in the last week week and a half or so I haven't been able to ice ice my Achilles because of um all the blistering and stuff I've got on it at the moment because of um a poor ice job I did but um it's it's um it's going well every day i'm doing um some calf raises um i do calf raises i do balance work um every day i do um i massage the calves every single day like with um i got a metal roller now um which is bloody amazing these metal rollers um i guess i'll get stuck into it there um i was icing it every single day um and then the days i wasn't running i was also adding heat in 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 and around that so slowly but surely we're getting there so i'm hoping by the end of this year i will be running unrestricted i'm hoping so that that that's kind of where we're where we're heading but you know i'm happy with 40k run weeks at the moment that i didn't you know originally we thought I might be at 10k run weeks now so I'm definitely ahead definitely way ahead so anyway uh, today's question comes from Lachlan who writes uh, Lachlan's had a a couple of questions in the past he writes uh, would you be able to discuss your coaching training philosophies I'd love to hear about what you describe your coaching style also, give us an idea on your ideal athlete to coach. What kind of attributes would would make them your ideal athlete to coach? Feel free to take this as an opportunity to pitch yourself as a coach and don't give us any of the humble rubbish. I'm considering a coach and listening to your podcast. I'd be lying if I said you weren't on top of my list at this stage. God bless you. Um, I don't. Uh, I do worry. I would not be very coachable, as I rarely am. I am able to stick with my own workout plans. Uh, not that I skip workouts or do less than planning, but I often chop and change and switch workouts. Uh, workouts at the last minute. Uh, that's very common, mate. Um, I've done it. 
I'll start that again. I've got to, I've got to complete five weeks of army training between October and November, and I've got a goal of competing a completing a one hundred kilometer run. But after that, I after that. I'd be in a position to train two hours per day, Monday to Friday, and pretty much unlimited hours over the weekend. I'm 22 years old and would love to do a sub 10 hour Ironman at 24, which would get me, uh, would get, should get me a Kona base, should get me to Kona based on previous year's results. Yeah, that that would, uh, depending on the race, but most races yeah i don't know i know this might be a bit ambitious uh all my training on strava but in general my ftp is 250 watts in brackets 3.3 watts per kilo five minute pace is easy for a long run and uh, 145 per 100 in the pool if you want to, to do any specific training blah blah blah, blah. so um, my training philosophies um, a lot a lot uh, it's I try and keep crap um, simple in the in the form of we get the volume in through the through the volume you know you've guys heard me say this you get the volume in based around the athlete's availability um, through the through the volume you get your recovery in and once you get those two done down pat you start adding intensity um, most uh, you know each athlete's different so um, how I coach one athlete is completely different how I coach another athlete um, I use different methods different systems for different different athletes um, right right across the board um, you look at you know at the moment I coach I'm coaching I don't know how many I'm coaching. Um, as I'm typing this in, I'll keep talking. Um, you, you look at the athletes' programs, and everything's based around the athletes' available training hours, um, their goals. There's no, you know, it's all set for them. Um, there's you, no program looks looks the same. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. So I'm coaching 19 athletes at the moment. Um, God love them all too. Um, so it's um, a lot of... I've, I've basically stolen a lot of what I do from Alan Pittman. Um, there's a lot of lot of what I do apart from the only downside well not downside the only real things that set Alan Pittman and myself apart from our the way we do things is he's is more um, you know mine's more database so I, I, I could try and hang towards the data side I lean towards that more but the whole side of you know we you try and get the the athlete to build confidence through what they do in the training um especially if you can get an athlete to do something that they don't um think they can do or you're putting them in a position that you they're not sure um that they're going to be able to achieve and they might and they're a bit worried about failure on certain and when they're able to do it cause you know they can do it um you you can make a pretty big step forward for through that 
Um, but it, uh, and and I can I can give you an example. I had an athlete going back about a year, I think it was, who leading into a seventy point three. I said, let's do a, an FTP test. Let's just get all the numbers. I and he he kept complaining. Are you sure you want to do this seventy point three? Yeah, I've got a seventy point three coming up. I should we be doing something else? And I go, no, nah, let's do this FTP test. And he. he Oh, it was about five, six times. He kept coming. Are you sure? I don't. You know, I don't think this is the best thing. I go. Um, and he goes. I'm. You know, he was worried about doing it. And I and I go. Right now, you've got to do it. Um, I, I, I. You could. You can convince me out of it if you had a better reason. Um, but I'm thinking this is all in your head. Um, I want you. I, it, this is a, a must-do session for the week. Now, I, I'd rather you miss out on something else than do this. He did it. He nailed it. He um, pro. He, he, he. It was an hour session all up. Um, and he ended up doing doing like another hour after it, just of uh, an easy moderate ride. And the confidence he built from that, because no one likes these twenty-minute time trial efforts, and uh, but they can be a very big confident boost. But he he ended up walking away from that with a lot more confidence because he was just avoiding it like the plague. Um, but I've kind of gone off on a tangent. What were we talking about? Um, so you said um, you're you're worried about being um, uncoachable. You you talk you talked about doing your um yeah you create your own plan but you chop and change a lot of people have that same problem even I have that problem that's why I've got coaches in for myself in the past where I I found a couple times that um, in particular the bike I was chopping and changing a lot and it was just really easy to get oh bugger that I can't be bothered I'll just do this session or I'll just chop it down or um, and then so I'd get a, a, a cycling coaching I'd, I'd be writing my own programs but I'd get them to actually fill in the sessions and then all of a sudden I go from oh, I don't know what I might just chop and change that to right. Let's do this, and the, um, that worked a re- uh, worked a treat. Oh, it was um, I've I've had two cycling coaches now do, do that exact same thing for us, and it, it it works well. I've done it done it with other things like um, strength training. I've done it with the run once. I've done it with swimming once. Um, j- once you have I personally find once I have someone actually and when I had um, Alan Pittman as my coach um, to at, at first it was very much let's do it do what he says um, for the most part um, and then towards the end I found I was dr- drifting off a little so I you know once I'd done that last time and with him uh, we just he he went from being a coach for me to being a mentor to me now, um, and I still communicate with him all the time. Um, super cool guy. If you, if you guys should follow him on um, Facebook too, he posts some really good stuff. Uh, Alan Pittman, life coach, I think his page is called. Really good stuff on there. Um, so th- so that that's more common than you think. Um, a lot of people do that. As for what's your ideal athlete. Um, my well, tr- tr- train smooth was designed for that. I, d- I created train smooth um, purely for athletes who wishes they had a coach but couldn't afford the normal coaching fees, and that's kind of my targeted 
audience, so to speak. Um, Because it can be expensive to spend $150 to $300 a month on a coach. Um, So the goal was to, to, you know, what did I want when I was um, after coaches? And that's kind of what I've I've built Transmove on. And um, so a lot of the... I I went in when I started. It was really, really cheap because I didn't have the experience. No one knew me and no one... One thing I see with people getting like becoming coaches is they look around at every everyone's um, prices and they'll go, oh, he's charging one hundred fifty, he's charging two twenty. That's what I'll charge, and they've got no experience. They've got no coaching skills, no coaching experience. No, you know, they might be a good athlete, but that's as good as it gets. Um, but they've coached no one, and all of a sudden they're. Yeah, umming and ahhing, thinking, oh, we just can't get people. So I, I wanted to build a, a bit of a resume um, first before I started increasing and, and get some experience working, especially working with as many as I could. So I went in really cheap, but the problem is going in really, really cheap. Um, you, every man and his dog is happy to um, get you to coach them, but downside to it is half of them you know there was three pools of people um and it still is kind of this way but the the first pool is they've signed up for an ironman or they want doing something you know half ironman or so um they're not training and they think oh this guy's you know we'll just get him to to coach us i'll be back on track and that works for a month or two and then they're out and then all of a sudden it's you know you no communications between us and they they just die off um the the second is they people that want to walk around and tell their mates they've got a coach but not do anything that that coach is telling them um there's that was i found probably the biggest amount of people that I was coaching at one stage um, when I first started coaching it was they just you, you give them a program based around their available training hours they tell me what they can do when they can do it and how you know all that sort of stuff and I write them the program and you find you know that they'll just be completely doing their own thing and um so I cracked it a couple of times and just got rid of all those people. Um, they, 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 you know, are, they're the worst to have. They're very frustrating people, and because all, all you know, all they're doing is well, well, my coach says I should need to be doing this, and when that coach probably didn't say that at all. Um, so that, and I've actually got one of those athletes right now. Um, she started off amazing for two weeks and but i think that relationship's gonna end in the next week i think but anyway um and then the third group are the people that just right he's written this and i'll do my best to get it all done and and they'll give me feedback on most sessions and if they don't and if they're not giving me the feedback they've made it clear then what sort of relationship they wanted out of me like I got an athlete who's a gun, um, he, who's a you know a, he's a Kona qualifier and everything for us, and uh, or with us I should say, and but he's made it very and I've mentioned him here a couple of times on the podcast where he's made made it pretty clear 
he just wants the program. He, he that's all he wants from me. Is he just wants someone to tell him what to do, when to do it, and how to do it, and then off he goes. He's not after really any anything else. He's not bouncing ideas off us. He's not leaving feedback from us, um, which is can be a problem sometimes, especially when he heard his planter um, leading into the last Ironman, which I thought was going to cost him his Kona slot, but he ended up end up smashing it. Um, but but I know where I sit with him. Um, so, but what sort of athletes I'm at, uh, uh, the best idea, athletes I like to coach are the ones who um, to, who are obviously honest. Um, good communications key is is the key, and most of all, their action speaks um, what their words are saying. So, if you have an athlete that says "I'll do anything," but their definitions of anything's completely different to my definition, um, that's I've, I've kind of not stress over that these days. But you get those athletes. Um, that will I want to do um, you know a sub ten hour Ironman for instance, and but they only want to do six hours of training a week. Um, they're they're frustrating, but the ones that will go let's do a ten hour Ironman a week. These are my available training hours, and that and their um, action speaks that they're willing to do. Um, the sort of training that it's going to take to get there, and um, and the communications is is there as well, and the communications not only got to be good between um, the coach and athlete, but it's got to be good between the athlete and their family. I think, and and family and friends and stuff. I think that that plays a big part of it. But yeah, um, what else did you ask here? Uh, five week doing a hundred k run. That's going to be fun, mate. Um, I think that's about it. I do, I do think um, that time. Oh, sorry. Um, so, looking at your general information, um, you got an FTP of two hundred fifty watts of three point three watts. You re- you probably really want to look at increasing that to as close to four watts per kilo, um, or four watts per kilo or greater. Um, I'd be that that's bells to me the is the limiter for you can hold five minute k pace um and your swim is 145 you that obviously needs to come down but for that your age group um for most ironmans that might be just enough to hold get as long as you can um run the 330 but you re- i think that um let, let me just pull out my little calculator I can find it. I can't even bloody find it. Here it is. Uh, so if I look, uh, hang on. I'll, I'll press pause. Right, I'm back. So you're going to be. So your FTP's um, two fifty. Hang on. Let me just double check this. Um, so you're going to want. Uh, Equals, uh, so you're going to really be wanting that FTP to increase to roughly around 280 ish. That that's that's what I'd be looking at uh, at at a minimum. And then I think be trying to get that um, swim down to as close to 135 
as as um, per hundred as you possibly can. That that's where I think your gains are. And at your age, I think they're doable. They're a lot more doable than um, those increases are a lot more doable at your age than um, so, you know, someone in their fifties, for, for for instance. So that's where I'd be kind of leaning. And I hope I think I've just half answered your questions. But yeah, thanks very much, mate. If you guys have any other questions, jump on through to the website trainsmooth.com. Until next episode, hooray!